Act Two of Galahad Jones by Arthur Adams. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two. Scene. The same as Act One, a day later. Evening. Moonlight. The lamp at the street corner lit, and the windows of the house shining through the trees. Galahad and Emma appear, strolling down the street. They pause at the waterfront. Galahad carries his fishing rod. Em is a bulky, commonplace, middle-aged woman, physically bigger than Galahad. She has the figure of the usual hard-working wife who has borne many children. But at heart, as is apparent from the kindly face, she is a good sort the kind of wife about whose faithfulness her husband need never worry, a good housekeeper and mother, if a little given to sharp language, and possessed of a hidden vein of childish faith, not altogether overlaid by years of work and matrimony. Her stoutish figure is clothed in commonplace garments. She has no money to spend on personal adornment. So this is the place where you fish, Galley. Yes, there's a lot of fish here. Pity you don't bring some home for breakfast. You wait. Why, I got a bite here yesterday. A whopper, too. You were late enough in for tea, anyhow. When I'm fishing, Em, I forget all about tea. I forget about everything. I think you often forget about me. Em, why, I'm your husband. <laughs> That's the trouble. I've been thinking about it since yesterday. That's curious. I've been thinking, too. <laughs> there isn't much in marriage, is there? Except children. Well, they're something, aren't they? Oh, they are. This is the first minute today I've had to myself. But, am um, they're worth the trouble. Sometimes I wonder. There's that Cathy. Cathy? Looking very pale lately. She's not ill, is she? No. It's worse. She's in love. Cathy in love? Why, she's only seventeen. Oh, girls fall in love when they're seventeen. Galahad, struck with a look at the wall. So they do. I did. But I didn't know you then. <laughs> oh, it was with a man I didn't even know. Just seen him in the street. He never even guessed, but... I didn't mind that. You never told me, Em. Yes, I did. Long ago. But you've forgotten. Yes, I must have. What a lot of things a fellow forgets when he's married. But who is Cathy in love with? That I don't know. She's meeting him secretly, on the street. Most likely he spoke to her on the street. Oh, Cathy wouldn't let a man do that. You never know what a girl of seventeen will do. No, that's true. All the neighbours are talking. Mrs. Scatter spoke to me about it only this very morning, over the back fence. Nasty, insinuating way she spoke, too. <laughs> but she isn't blessed with any children, anyhow. Well, why shouldn't Cathy have her little romance? Gally! Why, I don't even know the man. It's underhand, and Cathy's foolish. 
why can't she be above board and bring him home to tea of a sunday and let me have a look at him <laughs> not her she's that secretive i can't think where she gets her underhand ways from you and i never had any secrets from each other no of course not but why shouldn't the poor child have her little romance <laughs> what's a girl want with romance oh they all want it we all want it well there isn't enough of it in the world to go round i'll speak to her em probably it's quite innocent a boy and girl affair she'll confide in me why not in her mother <sighs> but all the children will do anything for their daddy oh no look here em all day at the bank i've been thinking if you do that at the bank you'll lose your job i've been thinking about this marriage business and you i've been thinking back it was the smell of that bit of baronia makes me think of the first time we met don't you remember when i gave you a bit of baronia you pinned it in your blouse no you pinned it in so i did <sighs> those were happy times galley yes and exciting but now i don't know how it is am but the glow seems to have faded out the romance has gone i was always one for romance <sighs> but there isn't much time for romance when you're always washing up but tonight you washed up and i'll always wash up and those kindlings galley it was a surprise you found them cut this morning yes oh it's years and years since you cut up the kindlings for me well you'll never have to cut up kindlings any more and there's other things i might do look here em we've drifted into into a sort of gutter marriage yes it's a muddy stream now nothing sparkling in it we've grown too used to each other em we've taken each other too much for granted and that muddy stream once it was clear and sunny like that little stream in the bush where i asked you i remember i was wearing my new pink so you were and didn't you look nice in it i could get another just like it i saw the same stuff in brace brothers the other day but i bought a new jacket for gracie instead she wanted it more than i wanted my pink and there was a pair of open-work stockings i've always wanted to get a pair but there always seems something else to get for the children em you get that pink and the open-work stockings to-morrow and hang gracie i want my wife to look the best-dressed lady in the street but perhaps skelly i'm a bit too too well developed for pink my figure nonsense a bit filled out perhaps but just my ideal of a fine upstanding woman i hate skinny women my ankles are all right anyhow they will look nice in the open-work stockings yes and i'm not going to have you stuck in the house all day next saturday i go to take you down to manly <laughs> a picnic we haven't been to a picnic since <laughs> why i'll get that dress made for it but now galley i'm too old and too stout yes stout to go to picnics that's for cathy she believes in romance we've lived it through 
we're only two middle-aged married people who have no time for romance nobody m grows too old for romance why it's everywhere <laughs> yes over that wall maybe over that wall yes and over every wall and here no no galley that's faded like that first sprig of baronia you gave me faded but there's plenty more baronia growing only we've got out of the way of picking it there's enough baronia growing in australia to pin a bit on everybody's blouse em have i been the sort of husband you expected not quite what i expected but from what the other ladies in the street tell me about their husbands i've not got much to grumble about only you've got a bit husbandish all husbands do that's because they forget romance is everywhere wanting to be picked up let little cathy have her share afterwards she may grow up and forget why i feel as if the world was full of love full of lovers kissing their ladies hands he takes em's unsuspicious hand i remember when i first kissed it and now it's hardened and blind so it is and i've done that no galley not you life's done it no it's the same hand i first kissed the same plump soft hand you gave me at your wedding he kisses it perhaps it is the same suddenly suspicious <sighs> whatever made you do that galley it's not like you at all her mind working and you were late home last night and then those kindlings and the washing up galley what's come over you <sighs> i know oh the fool i was not to see through all this here talk of romance all those kindlings you've gone and fallen in love with someone else some dreadful creature it's remorse that's what it is just remorse i've always been frightened that you would not be true to me i've seen the ladies in the street looking at you and then they've always seen me looking at them the shameless hussies and though i say it myself i've always been a loving faithful wife to you and kept myself respectable which is more than that mrs gadders next door can say anyhow now i see it all you and your scent of baronia some dreadful creature with yellow hair gave it to you and you've kissed her i'll be bound oh i know what men are when their wives aren't about mother warned me before i married you she said you had a roving eye she said you were just the sort the women would fall down and worship and run after oh that i should have married a man who was false oh em how could you say that deceiver shameless profligate suddenly pausing in her distress oh and there's only cathy at home and the children in bed and more than likely cathy's out in the street meeting her boy and the house might be on fire come on home you you gay lothario galahad looks at his watch then with dignity no i refuse to enter that home till you've apologized for those dreadful aspersions 
well if you're callous and depraved enough to let your children be burned to death i'm their mother and i'll save them why i ever married him i she goes up the street hurriedly still talking that settles it he's late if he doesn't turn up in ten minutes i'll clear no more romance over the wall for me i've got my reputation as a respectable man to consider and my position at the bank sybil can see her boy or not but she'll have to see him without my help he starts to bait his line i'll fish for ten minutes and then i'm off home don't expect i'll catch anything except at home a married man can't afford to be a knight it's not safe for a jones to be a galahad not a married jones anyhow he fishes pearl appears in the garden miss sibyl yes she appears at the door of the summer-house the butcher in ordinary clothes enters the street sneaks past galahad unobserved and starts to climb the gate look out for your father miss sibyl i just overheard him say he'll be back early tonight just the night that horace is coming hide in the garden and warn me if you hear father coming as the butcher climbs the gate he makes a noise and galahad looks up and sees him who's that it's not horace she's meeting somebody else too no it's a detective i've had enough he begins to wind up his line no she may be in danger i'll wait and see he fishes again if she calls out i'll be over that gate in a jiffy pearl noticing the butcher who is making his way cautiously down the garden oh miss here he is tell him i'm here she retreats into the summer-house oh it's you cedric Poyle. yes it's me haven't forgotten the girl you said you loved i see now what other lady were you chasing in this garden you my dear gone i know you you're a bigamist though you haven't the pluck to get married even once always after the girls i won't leave a chap alone chucking letters of me feet every day how did you know cedric that i wrote that letter recognize the handwriting i would know that fist anywhere i was wondering what had become of your pile if you're sure there's nobody looking you can kiss me not on your life cedric well there's others that don't wait to be asked if you didn't want to kiss me pile why'd you send me that polite invite i just wanted to talk straight with you cedric you snake in the grass that gets round trusting women when you deliver the meat i just wanted to tell you that that tomorrow's my night out let me see tomorrow i was going out with but i can put her off as a matter of fact when i recognized your handwriting i put her off for tonight i say poyle what price that summer house he puts his arms round her willing waist Shh, there's somebody in there another couple no a lady waiting for a bloke here what sort of place is this have i got into a lady's school or what 
anybody waitin for anybody up behind those trees no come on Pearl. he puts his arm round her waist cedric dear be careful of my blouse it'll crush my oath it will they go up the garden path and disappear behind the trees horace lothian appears in the street there he is fishing he looks remarkably like that other chap that Cathy said was a father. But there must be heaps of men like her father. Thank heaven Cathy does not take after him. Oh, there you are, Mr. Lothian. You're late. I was choosing a tie. I wouldn't have troubled about a tie if I was going to meet a lady. That's just what you've got to. I've seen Mr... What's your name? Jones. Jones? That's funny. Oh, Jones is a common name, isn't it? Nearly everybody is named Jones. Well, what I want to know is this. You come to my office with a yarn about a lady throwing a letter at the wall, and you made me promise you I'll be here tonight. What business is it of yours? The lady made me promise to bring you. And do you go about the world helping ladies in distress? I'd like to. Oh, if you're that sort, I suppose it's all right. Is that the wall we've got to climb over? There's a gate. Locked. I don't fancy this sort of burglary. But you're in love with her? Did you say so? Yes. Well, it's too risky. But you must. Must? She'll be heartbroken if you don't. She is a dear little kiddie. All right, I'll see her this once. I knew you would. Come on. But climbing that gate, I don't fancy it. It'll ruin my trousers. I climbed it yesterday. Oh, you don't have to consider your trousers. Haven't I? Those trousers have to last me for another six months. But they won't, after yesterday. Come on. You'll come too? To show me the way? No, I must get home. Well, I'm not going wandering about in strange gardens by myself. All right, I'll come. Drops his fishing rod. Em can wait. It's only this once. They go up to the gate and climb over, Galahad first. Galahad leads Horace to the summer-house, leaves him there, and goes inside. Sybil is seen to rise and throw her arms about Galahad. He backs out, followed by Sybil still clinging to him. Sybil, recognising him and starting back. Oh, it's only you. I'm so sorry you... you kiss me. I didn't kiss you, and he hasn't come. Here he is. He brings Horace forward. You, at last. At last. Sybil. They stand, she looking into Horace's eyes. I'll keep watch. I'll let you know if anybody's coming. He waits. They do not take any notice of him. He goes off irresolutely, up the path, out of sight. Sybil sinking into the seat at the door of the summer-house. So you've come, Horace. In spite of walls and fathers, you come to me. Oh, my brave knight! They wouldn't let me get your letters, dear. What letters? The ones you wrote to me. I never got them. Oh, those. I wondered why you didn't write. Father wouldn't let me. But look here, Sybil. Of course I'm glad to see you again and all that. But don't you think we'd better not see each other? Not see each other? Well, for a while, till your father relents. 
He'll never relent. Oh, yes, he will. Wait a few weeks. A few weeks? Yes. Surely we can do without seeing each other for a little while. A little while? Horace, you love me, don't you? Why, of course. That is, I like you awfully. Oh. I mean, you silly kitty, I love you. Not as much as I love you. More. More. As much as this. He kisses her, rather perfunctorily. Ah, that makes it all right again. I thought at first you seemed different, colder. But now I know. Why, it wasn't till you kissed me that day in the art gallery that I even knew I loved you. And I shall love you as long as... as I live. That's a big promise. No, it's such a little one. And you'll come and see me here. Of course. Every night? No, Sybil, I, I couldn't do that. It's too dangerous. And if your father caught me... You're not afraid, Horace. I was thinking of you. Your father wouldn't let you see me again. We must be cautious. You'll come tomorrow night? No, I, I can't tomorrow, really. I'm... I'm working back late at the office. Oh. But the night after. That's only a couple of days. Two days? Two long days without seeing you. Why, we've got all our lives before us. Yes, that's why. Two whole days. Galahad comes down the path, hurriedly. Quick, there's someone coming. Who? A man. Father. To Galahad. What can we do? Galahad, suddenly taking charge. To Horace. Slip over the gate, quick. And you, Miss Sybil, hide in the summer house. I'll keep the enemy busy till you can slip away. Sybil clings to Horace. No kisses. Tears her from Horace and packs the frightened youth off. Horace climbs the gate. Mr. Beach appears coming down the path, peering into the bushes. The butcher breaks out in front of him with Pearl. Pearl dodges back up the path, and the butcher, rushing forward, meets Galahad, who waves him back behind the summer-house. I'll attract his attention, then over the wall with you. Galahad rushes across in front of the astonished Beach, who at once follows. Galahad doubles back, Beach following, both disappearing among the bushes. The butcher climbs the wall, sees Horace ruefully inspecting his trousers, and makes off, followed by Horace. Beach appears, rushing down to cut off Galahad's escape, and takes up a position on top of the steps. Galahad, with clothes all torn and collar flapping, comes rushing down the path, and seeing Beach, butts him and rolls him over. Galahad picks himself up and pauses over the fallen. Then he recognises him. Mr. Beach, my bank manager, could he have recognised me? No, and I've killed him. I hope I have. Beach moves. No, only stunned. He's safe for a bit. He goes to the summer house. Miss Sybil, the way's clear. Slip away to bed. Oh, Sir Galahad, what have you done? I've saved my lady. And Horace? He's safe, you bet. He knows how to look after himself. Off you go. Oh, thanks. And you'll come again with Horace? Horace? No, I've done with Horace. But what would we have done without you tonight? I've had enough. Look at me. I'm off. 
I've had enough of romance. I'm not the build for it. Goodbye. You won't help me again? Oh, you're not Sir Galahad at all. She goes up the path. No, thank God. I'm Jones. M appears in the street. Suddenly she recognises the fishing rod, picks it up, and examines it. He's coming round all right. I've given him a lovely black eye. That just shows that a bank clerk is as good as his manager when it comes to man and man. A dashed sight better. Suddenly abashed. But, oh Lord, if he's recognised me... He hurriedly climbs over wall and drops into the street at M's feet. M. Kelly, what on earth were you doing on that wall? Fishing. Fishing, fiddlesticks. Why, your rod's here. And, oh, my, look at the state of the man. I had a fall. Drunk. She puts her face close to his and sniffs. <laughs> Thank God it's not drink. What made you climb that wall? I thought... It would be easy to fish up there. Reprobate. I knew it when you kissed my hand tonight. I knew you were up to no good. That ever a husband of mine... You've been over that wall. It's true, Em. I was over the wall. To meet a woman? No, no. I just felt curious to see what it's like over there, so I climbed over. Oh, yes. Romance was over that wall, you said. Chasing romance at this time of night. That's why. I thought there would be nobody there. You've been meeting some designing creature. That's what you've been doing. And I, that has been a faithful, dutiful wife to you all these years. And just today you told me you loved me. So I do, Em, more than ever. Why, you can't think of my relief when I saw you waiting for me here, but I'll never climb walls again. He feels his shin. It's too dangerous. Why, the man's clothes are in a disgraceful state, and that new suit on that you've only had four months. And where's your watch? Galahad, feeling anxiously for it, his chain is dangling from his vest pocket. It's here, all right, but... But, but my medal's gone. Serve you right, you deceiver. But, Em, um, you don't know. Of course, I might have just lost it. But if he took it when I butted him, he could identify me. It's got my name on it. Broken up, he throws himself on her charity. Em, um, I've been lying to you. And unfaithful to me, too. No, Em. Um, not unfaithful. But I've got into trouble. I've been trespassing and in a fight, and he knows me, and I'll be arrested and bound over to keep the peace and sent to jail, and I'll lose my job at the bank, and all the street will know I'm a desperate character. Em, I'll never be able to look a policeman in the face. I'll stand by you, Galley. Just tell me all about it, and I'll protect you. I can't tell you, Em except that there was a fight, and I knocked him down. You knocked him down? Galley, you? Caught him a fair one on the eye, and he dropped. Was he bigger than you? Much. 
oh a giant and you knocked him down she gloats oh, galley that reminds me of the time you remember when we were just engaged and that larrikin said something to me and you knocked him over it happened i hit the wrong man and i had to pay for his hat yes but you did it i was so proud of you that day and now was it for a woman yes what sort of woman young pretty em you must trust in me i've been a blundering fool and got into trouble i've been trespassing and assaulting respectable citizens and i've lost the medal i got from the poultry club and i'll be identified and lose my job and be arrested and put in jail as a dangerous criminal and everybody in the street will point the finger of shame at the children whose father is a convict m the mother instinct conquering let them if they dare they'll get as good as they give if mrs scatter says a word i'll galley you've got me to look after you no matter what crime you've committed you're my man and i'm your wife that's all there is to it now you come straight home with me and i'll put you to bed and bring up a nice hot supper i've got ready for you and you'll be all right in the morning and we'll talk it over and you'll see things aren't so bad after all any constable that comes to arrest you will have to reach you over my dead body oh em you'll stick to me yes i'll stick to you and if you climb any more walls you'll have to climb em with me i've done with climbing walls i've had enough of romance em em overcome he leans to her and kisses her em to the heavens <sighs> now what on earth made the man do that curtain end of act two